Now, the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. Well, good morning, everybody. Welcome to the WPTF Weekend Gardener. Gosh, what a beautiful morning. We didn't want to go inside, uh, but we we just we don't have the equipment here or the engineers, so we couldn't do anything outside. But that, that's uh, something to keep in mind in the future. Maybe I need to learn how to run that equipment, and I can, I can have us sitting outside on mornings like this. But uh, at any rate... I'm not by myself. Rufus Edmonston is here. Morning, uh, Counselor. Good morning, my dear friend, and our wonderful friends today. We got we got Ooh. it, man. Uh, Gerald Adams is here uh, with the Centennial Campus, formerly of the Governor's Mansion for many years, and Campbell Road Nursery, and Mark Wethington, the director of the uh, Arboretum, the Rawson Arboretum at North Carolina State University, is here. And uh, Mark, thank you so much for I know you're how busy you are. And uh, you're you're nice to, to come in and join us this morning. Uh, this is always fun. It's, we, we I stay busy on weekends with arboretum events, but whenever I can sneak out, I love. Yeah, to. yeah, I appreciate it. Well, what uh, what tell us? Give us an update on uh, on what's going on at the arboretum. Oh my gosh, it has been a busy season for us. Uh, we're to blame for all the winter rain we had because we started a big project and then couldn't get in and and finish it Mm -hmm. Uh, but we've got some we're renovating our whole northeast uh, quadrant of the arboretum we're we're uh, we'll be planting this fall and uh, so that's that's pretty exciting renovating our signature restrooms the necessary uh right now we've got uh, uh, uh some amazing plans for that new copper roof and interior Ooh, it's it's wow. amazing beautiful and then, building uh the programs that are coming up are uh just just some fantastic ones and uh i'll mention i'll mention a few of them maybe while we go along but i want to mention one right now because i want people to remember it it's our gardening in the south uh seminar that that comes up uh that's and, a catchy title. Well, you know, I I, I think so. I believe so. I've read a book by that title. Uh, well, I gave somebody. I gave our um, our uh, vice president for news a copy yesterday. Uh, that's yeah. fantastic. Well, it's it's a free program, and it's for people. You know, everybody's moving to the the right. the area, and it's yeah. For yeah but your people. book is not a free book. Well, no, no, no but, that's but, all right. But you can, you could probably get a copy out. I've been getting an autograph for you. That's, yeah. that's right. Well, it, well, this is for all these people that are moving to the area or people who just are getting into gardening, the folks who are, are just finding this show, who uh, who want to learn a little mm-hmm. bit more. We yeah. just we just want to make everybody into fantastic gardeners. So uh, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit maybe later, but uh, it, it's just a lot happening. Yeah, there is. And the uh, let me ask you about the construction on Hillsborough Blue Ridge, the Beltline, uh, and I'm sure that's one reason for the northeast quadrant being oh yeah redeveloped. Yeah, we've got 440 sitting on top of us uh, right now, uh, or will soon. Uh, we got tunnels coming under uh, uh, Hillsborough Road and the railroad tracks. Um, it's it it makes it fun. It's a little uh, it's a little uh, treasure hunt trying to come find the arboretum because it changes every day. It seems like how you have to get there. Yeah. 
How do you get there right now? If we were going out there today, which is a beautiful day. Well, if you come off 440, it's it's pretty easy. You know, you turn at the Waffle House like like you have for years, and you come on down. Uh, if you're coming, say from the fairgrounds uh, direction, um, you you've got to kind of detour. You can't go down uh, to uh, Hillsboro anymore, but but they've got a little jug handle type road that takes you off to the left and will bring you around by by that waffle house so it's not too bad you just can't go straight across the railroad tracks yeah. anymore ought to be interesting for the state fair oh <laughs> oh my the parking they've got less parking they got lots of construction i have no idea how that's going to work i'm going out of town then i'm gone <laughs> that, that week <laughs> oh wow so um any any new plants lately that you're excited about? I know that that's one of the reasons that the arboretum is there to test plants. Oh yeah, we, uh, to test plants. Well, I'll tell you, you know, we have uh, red buds are one of our our main um, collections. Doctor Denny Warner, Denny Warner's plants, and so Denny and the arboretum are just introducing three new red buds. Now they're Ooh. very limited availability right now, but uh, two of them are dwarf little leafed uh ones there's a green one and uh, uh a burgundy leaf one both very small leaves semi-weeping maybe uh eight to ten feet tall call in the garden gems collection we've got garden gems emerald and garden gems amethyst and uh i didn't think anybody uh-huh. had those for sale yet but there's one wholesaler that i just saw uh just the other day who who has them in the area already i love the flamethrower Variety. That's, that's been a, a fantastic plant. It's the mm-hmm. only plant my wife has ever asked for by name for the garden. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's it's really extraordinary. I, I don't know how you don't see them very often. I know there is one on person on the Person Street side of the Governor's Mansion at Person and Lane well, in that corner. No, no, we we gave them a um, uh, the the weeping purple leaf. Oh, okay, Ruby Falls, yes. yeah, Ruby, Ruby Falls. Falls. We yeah. gave them that. That's at uh, the corner right there, the driveway, the corner of um, of uh, Jones and Blunt. Right. <clears throat> so, so there, thanks to Gerald and and all the folks who've been out there since. It's uh, it's it's some really interesting plants out there. Well, I assume that the all these new ones. Still have the leaf that sh- that shapes are like a heart. Oh yes, we yes. don't lose that, do we? No, 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 oh, no. Great. Uh, although we have a red bud species from China that uh, has more of a almost a diamond shaped leaf, which you know I, wow. not as nice as that heart shape, but it has great fall color. Mm-hmm. So looking at some breeding projects, bringing some fall color with that heart shaped leaf. Um, because that's the one thing those red buds don't don't typically have is good fall color. Yeah. So Gerald, uh, what's happening on uh, the Centennial campus? Uh, all of this hot weather, golly, how have y'all been able to deal with it? It's been a little warm, but uh, <laughs> students are back. Starting Thursday, we had student move in, and we helped with that as well. Uh, and you know, we kind of get spoiled in the summer because I mean, there are a few things going on, but not as much on campus. But now we got students everywhere, so we have to be leery of running over them. <laughs> they have a tendency to cross the road at any point in time and riding scooters and who knows what, and right. don't pay attention to stop signs and things like that. So we really have to spend a lot of time reminding our 
guys and gals that you know you right. really got to be on lookout because they're everywhere so what, what are y'all doing on on the campus now to uh, beautify it or are y'all changing anything or uh, we updating hadn't, we hadn't done much changes you know it's, it's a little treacherous planning this time of the year so we've yeah. got some things we've put off to probably september uh to do but you know we go re- what we call fine tuning maybe remulching some areas cleaning up some of those kind of things there but you know people think well always you know, we've not had much. We have had a little rain recently, but we had that spell there with not a lot of rain, and weeds don't seem to doesn't seem to bother them. They keep popping up right and left. So we we spend a lot of time on weed control uh, in the summertime. Well, I I gotta say I hadn't been on Centennial in a little bit, and I uh, I was there oh maybe a week or two ago, and I'd spent a lot of time on that book in in the Hunt Library, so I'd gotten pretty familiar. But I hadn't been a while, and I took a walk around. And man, it's looking dynamite over there. It really is. Those gardens are filling in, Gerald. Um, yeah. It is uh, walking around uh, uh, the gardens by the buildings around the the oval there. Um, it was dynamite. I, I was yeah. really really impressed. Yeah, one of the things that we're trying to do a little bit more of now that's kind of gone by the wayside in the past because landscape architects, you know, keep doing plans with the same things that they did five years ago, 10 years ago, 20 years ago, and just don't seem to want to look at new plants. But we have been trying to get some of the NC State Arboretum developed things back into action so people can see. So that's we always have to fight about that because landscape architects don't want to change uh, a a lot. So that's that's kind of a mini battle that we have to deal with. Give me an example of of something that the show (laughs) – well, we have we've got a place where we uh, have put in um, some of the. Uh, let's see, come to me in a minute. Uh, the Perfecto Mundo Azalea, we have planted that <coughs> in, in a few places now, uh, and it's we are liking it. the The problem we've run into with the dwarf encores, which are the small ones, get two and a half by three foot or three foot by three foot is that if we don't have them in a very good irrigation situation, we're having difficulty keeping them from stressing because we just don't have the manpower to water them a couple of times a week during the summertime. Uh, and the Perfecto Mundos seem to be doing, seem to be a little tougher and more resilient. Well, who did up that NC State red azalea? I love that booger. That Wolfpack red? You're talking oh, about the Wolfpack man. red? Yeah, yeah. Carolina guy loves it. <laughs> <laughs> well, we gotta we gotta get that one reblooming. But um, I was just up uh, this past week actually um, visiting the the breeder who who uh, developed the Perfecto Mundo, Tom Ranny, uh, Doctor Tom Ranny and his team. They're up at uh, Asheville area, the Mills River mm-hmm. Fletcher. They got a great location. They're up in the mountains. They yeah. got the Sierra Nevada Brewery looking right over their wow. their trial fields. Um, he people don't realize we have the best uh, ornamental woody plant breeder, perhaps in the world, working for NC State up in the mountains. And if you see those candy corn spirea or double play doozy spirea, the, yeah. the perfecto mundo uh, uh, azaleas, um, that dwarf smoke bush, the dwarf did, smoke did, bush. Did, did, did yeah, I mean, too. there is just plant after plant after plant. And to speak to their toughness, they're planted out in full sun on an old farm up in the mountains. 
they they irrigate them a little bit to get them in there. Maybe when it's really dry, they'll put some irrigation on it. But whether it's azaleas or anything else, hydrangeas, they're out in full blazing sun with with barely any kind of kind of help. So they try to kill as many plants as humanly possible, yeah. and the ones they don't kill. Even more than you do. Oh, yeah. Well, that's, friend, that's been kind of my philosophy. Yeah. What I can't kill stays. Well, my friend Phil sent me two, two hydrangeas yesterday. One of them was the uh, ruby red slipper. Oh, yeah, yeah. That, that's where I, I, and I planted Jasper's ashes under it. Oh. And another one was looked like a, a smaller version of the, of the strawberry. And I figure I better water them every day. I don't like to plant things right now. I hate to say that around people that, that grow plants for a living, but I don't like to plant things in this kind of weather. Well, no. we do plant, but the key is if you can water, you can plant now. It's keeping things water. I prefer not to water every day. I prefer to water with even a new plant right now. I water maybe a couple times a week, but deeply. Yeah. Water really deeply. Um, yeah. But uh, but yeah, that 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 ruby slippers that that's an oak leaf hydrangea. Um, didn't didn't somebody at your shop do that one? No, that was actually um, the that that's your tax dollars at work. That was the U.S. Department of Agriculture at their okay. um, station in Tennessee. Uh, uh, now I'm drawing a blank on her name, Sandy. Ooh, it's it it'll come to me at some point. Um, she's retired, but she released Munchkin and Ruby Slippers and yeah. Another one. Really great ones. Yeah, yeah they no are. Doubt about it. Not and speaking of the strawberry uh, hydrangea, I never seem to get over the stage where it's white and it, it turns sort of uh, dusty like it's spit. That's a PG hydrangea you're talking no, about? No, I'm talking about the one that's, that, well, it may be, but it's it's a strawberry. But it never gets to the strawberry color. Yeah, like a strawberry sundae type yeah, thing two-tone. where it's got yeah. white and and <coughs> never pink. gets there yeah yeah they, so i don't know they uh, like a little cooler weather the pinks show up better in a little bit cooler weather ah, usually okay yeah they do look gorgeous up in the mountains well we're not, we're not gonna get that <laughs> hopefully we'll get some uh sometime uh 919 <coughs> excuse me 919-860-9783 richard is with us richard good morning you're on wptf uh good morning y'all <coughs> hey richard well, you know, uh, broadcasting uh, sometimes provides interesting ads and concepts. Well, there was an ad that uh, for thrifty bird feeders that said, uh, like cheap sheep, then buy thrifty bird feeders. <laughs> Approved for use in the Scotland Yard. <laughs> 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 and... Uh, it, so then I had to, is that, is that your is that your best one this morning, Richard? Yeah, pretty cheap. <laughs> but, uh, at least we're all here. Yeah, that's all right. Whatever you can come up with. And uh, uh, thanks, Gerald, for the great tomato crops we, we've been having. And uh, a couple of book comments uh, by Mark's book. Yeah, Amen. It's fantastic. Has it been out four years? Uh, five, almost five years. Five years, now. Yeah. yeah. So 2018, yeah. it came I, out. It didn't seem like that. I, I think Rufus is selling it out of the back of his car. I think he <laughs> is. Uh, we we do. Uh, Rufus yeah. was giving away books this morning. So uh, yeah, I wish we had you here, Richard. And by the way, thanks for that latest email with your uh, surprises. Oh, okay. Yeah. And and, and he he went somewhere, and uh, they were serving. Uh, the barbecue sauce from my favorite place, Wilbur's. 
Oh. And he mentioned that I had mentioned it, and they gave him a bottle, and Richard got it to me. Oh, how nice. Do you take that straight or, or with the barbecue? <laughs> I, I tell you. You I sound put, like you got to the distemper this I, morning. I, I put a little barbecue with it. I've got, I've got second-degree distemper. We'll see if we can get <laughs> but you but some I elixir. Did, but I did test last night. No COVID. No some, COVID. Summer sniffles. There you go. Well, well, y'all know oh, that. I, as long as you feel okay. I thank well, the, you. The power of the WPTF endorsement is impressive. Well, I'll tell you. We do the best we can, Richard. And the... Uh, the other uh, book comment I had, I've got Tristan Gooley's latest book, How to Read a Tree, Clues and Patterns from Bark and Leaves, and it is one of the best books that you'll ever, ever read. Huh. It was on the bestsellers list, too. Say that again, Richard. Uh, How to Read a Tree, Clues and Patterns from Bark to Leaves, and How to Learn to Navigate by Branches, Locate Water with a Leaf, and unlock other secrets in trees. Is that the title? Yep. <laughs> Is that a witch doctor book? <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, well, he his website is Natural Navigator. Oh, okay. He teaches you how to use plants as compasses, barometers, and altimeters. Rufus, you ever ever do that? Locate water in your yard with? Oh, a, we we had a, old man Johnson did that at home. Yeah. He had did a he fork, make any money? He had a fork and stick. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And they, they would call upon him when they dig a well back in my days, a boy, they'd call no man Johnson, cover <laughs> that fork and stick. We, we do, we use diviners to find our water lines. They work. Yeah. No kidding. Good rocks. for you. Yeah. Okay. It's, I mean, you get the, yeah. yeah. Now that's saving the taxpayer dollars there too. It certainly is. <laughs> now the diviners, do, do they work best in the churchyard? <laughs> i don't know richard's an engineer so he's he's all over the place yeah yeah, uh, the, yeah. And the other question i had um uh, for soil uh sterility uh, I, i've read where uh some of the commercial growers have these steam cleaning apparatuses that wipes out who will wipe out all the disease and i'm looking for something i don't and they're all expensive equipment but I'm looking for some, uh, maybe an electrical uh, device that I can cook the soil with to kill all the pathogens and something for the humble home gardener. Did any of you ever heard of anything like that? Oh, yeah, yeah. Soil sterilizers are, are that's the commercial growers don't use them a whole lot because they're usually mo- using mostly uh, milled pine bark and they're in a whole lot um, going on in there. But uh, you, go, you go to about... Um, 400 450 in your oven for um 30 minutes and that'll sterilize it yeah yeah instead of the oven this is the whole garden oh the, the whole garden oh yeah. no i don't yeah uh, you don't want to do that you'll be killing the good with the bad yeah oh okay because uh, those persistent soil-borne pathogens or are, are the uh the plate oh. tomatoes are Oh, okay. Yeah, well, there's, well, that's there's, a, there's or, some ooh. some soil born, some airborne. I I have gone with the plastic before, Richard. But the problem I have found, you know, trying to solarize it is a you have to do it this time of the year when it's the hottest, and I never could really get that deep down in the soil with it. You know, I tried tilling it up because it was places raised beds where I was planting tomatoes in, and I'd have to say my results were menu school yeah. <laughs> that's probably yeah. the best way to do do that and i mean i've left the plastic home for 30 days yeah. i've done all sorts of 
probably three or four different times in my lifetime, and I just never really felt right. like I yeah. got much out of it. I, I would say, and and I think um, Daryl can probably answer better, reply to this better than I can. But um, you know, everything around here was has been under tobacco at some point or another, and we've yeah. got we've got those those nematodes in the soil. And that's why you can plant for a couple of years and you're fine. And then they they start building up in numbers, and your crop goes downhill. And and really the best thing you can do is is either not planting the soil at all and do them in containers or or something else, or every two three years rotate your your tomatoes, move plant them in a different place and give your that original spot a few years and and you know you can come back because those numbers will decrease again a little bit but it's hard to keep going in the same spot for a long time without a oh, lot man. of work well richard did, did you try one of the rufus tomatoes this year not yet I, I wasn't able to get over there to get one of the freebies yeah but it, it's on the a definite list but the red snappers got, were really good the primo reds were really good are you liking you liking the flavor of that red snapper? Because that's a fairly new hybrid. This was the first year that I've had it to offer, but yeah. thus far I'm getting good reports back on the disease resistance aspect of it, and that people are getting tomatoes. It, so. It's held up extremely well, and the productivity's been pretty amazing. So, uh, so much that uh, I've had to truss up the uh, stems several times. They're just sometimes maybe eight pounds per per limb that the stem can't handle well that's good well i, I most i've already decided to put it in the regular had to have it every year so and uh, at first they, they were a bit watermelon like in flavor but as the season yeah you have to really let them get right get ripe and you, yeah. it's surprising how long they will hold you know it is a hybrid and it seems like it will hold at the ripeness for ten, seven to ten days. Seems like Richard, we got to go for right. news. Well, thank, thank you for calling. And thank you all for being there for us. Yes, sir. Our part, and uh, we have a new neighbor that just moved in, and the arboretum and the weekend gardener were part of the welcome wagon. Wonderful, wonderful. Yeah. Thank Go you very much. Yes, sir. You See too. You, Mike Rayley here along with Rufus Edmonston, Gerald Adams, Mark Wethington here from the Arboretum on the WPTF Weekend Gardener. We'll talk to Steve and Grace coming up. It's 830. Let's get back to the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. We're back on WPTF at 837. Mike Rayleigh with you, along with uh, former Attorney General and Secretary of State Rufus Edmonston, the uh, current Secretary General of Gardening in North Carolina. And, uh, <laughs> well, that's true. I mean, you, you have a certificate signed by Governor McCory and presented to you by uh, S- Secretary of State Elaine Marshall, so it is official. The doggone right. It's an unpaid position, but... Yeah, somebody right. wrote me one time, Mark, and said, what do you get paid for that? <laughs> I said, well, I don't think much of anything. Ah, well, it's just the thought that counts. Gerald Adams is uh, one of the uh, curators of the Centennial Campus uh, grounds, which is... Uh, I was Somebody was talking about NC State having... A two thousand acre campus. 
thousand on one side of Western Boulevard and a thousand the, on the other, the basically. Centennial Centennial Campus is a thousand acres. Two hundred of the acres are taken up by the Lonnie Pool Golf Course. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, but I mean, there are a lot more. NC State owns a lot of land around. Oh yeah, we around Raleigh. So, so, I mean, they're <clears throat> like really we, part of the campus. Uh, I mean, their their education property, like Lake Wheeler Road, and Amen. out near the fairgrounds and all of that. And speaking of which, uh, the Arboretum is is part of part of that campus, and uh, we have the director, uh, Mark Wethington, is with us. And uh, gardening in the South, you see that you see that all over the place. Uh, Barnes and Noble, uh, I saw a copy. Barnes and Noble, you can you can get uh, a copy, and it's your book is is well, I I can't call it basic. But it, it certainly helps a gardener who is new to the South get started. Well, and that was really the goal. I didn't want to repeat anything that had been, well, not everything that had been done, but it's, it's based on personal experience. Yeah. I find that a lot of what's been written is based on what somebody else wrote. Um, but it's also, you know, a lot of the older gardening books that have kind of been copied you know, the, the the mindset is you've got all the time in the world to be out there gardening, and mm. people don't need no. Even the people who are hardcore gardeners and love it, yeah. life's so busy nowadays that, mm-hmm. you know, and it's, I believe in shortcuts, you know, uh, we've got the Secretary General of Gardening, uh, <laughs> you know, is no, you know, if you know how to garden, you know it's all about the soil, and there's nothing like a, a politician and or lawyer uh, to, to have plenty of manure to uh, well, I'm telling you, we've talked about <laughs> we, that many times. We lawyers know the best soil, manure. That's yes, right. yes, and you spread it wisely right. sometimes. But but I am recovering. Yeah. So I mix in a little bit of a little bit of clover and stuff like that with it. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Well, so it's available uh, on Amazon and and uh, at the Arboretum and and well, the uh, pictures used, are delightful. Used books. Stores in used bookstores, <laughs> all no kinds of places of you can get them. Well, somebody uh, brought a Rufus book in the other day, and said, uh, "I said, where'd you get that?" And she said, "A used bookstore." And I looked at it, and it had been to somebody named Frank. Frank. Well, Frank you, got shut out. Signed, of it. You had signed it to Frank. Huh? Yeah. Well, that's all right. <laughs> I don't know what Frank it was, <laughs> and so I signed this one to Bobby under Frank. There you that's go. all right. I got a Walter Cronkite signed book, and he signed it to somebody else too. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I got a I got a question here that always bothers me. You see a, a tomato bloom, and then here comes your little tomatoes on a stem. I hate to prune them. How many How many of you want to leave? I don't want to take a one off because I think, oh my God, well, don't. There, there comes the tomato. Well, don't. I mean, it, what happens if you? Prune some of them off if it's a slicing size tomato. The fruit could be a little bit larger. But I'd rather have five slightly smaller than average tomatoes than two, convent, you know, what size they should have been. So if I'm of the camp, more is better. Now, if you're not looking after your plant and it's under stress and all these things, that could be more reasons to do that. But if you've got time to prune it, then you ought to have time to be able to look after the plant and keep it watered fertilized and things like that so i people ask me all the time especially when i'm selling plants well how much do i cut it back and do i sucker and all that i I rarely ever sucker any yeah yes i'm gonna have a big plant that's hard to manage but i should have more blooms and more fruit because i kind of thought that was the idea of planting in in the first place to get a lot of fruit hoping you can dodge the disease and such things i I wasn't i wasn't talking about planting 
pruning the plant. I'm talking about that little fruit that comes right on the end, yeah. four or five of them. The only, it, it, it sort of breaks my heart, though, to think to take one of them off. The wooden dog? Leave them alone. No. Leave them alone. Rufus, right. you need to go out and think the big picture when you look at your landscape and not focus on something like that. The plant well, not good is for more you. capable than we are. <laughs> so you leave that five in a cluster, they're probably going to be different size. Some of them yeah. won't get as much nutrients and will be a little bit smaller. Some will be a little bit larger. Uh, the only time I ever pinch blooms is if I'm growing tomatoes in a greenhouse to produce, to produce tomatoes because you are trying to get a little bit larger size and the way the greenhouse spread varieties are, they have large clusters with lots of blooms. So I have gone through before and pinched off the, you know, the ones the size of a mark. Well, that's one thing I won't have to go to the psychiatrist over then. Well, I don't ever ever do that that on the outside varieties. Steve has uh, been waiting a while. Uh, Steve, good morning. You're on WPTF's Weekend Gardener. Hey, guys. How's everybody? Well, I think we're pretty tolerable this morning. It's pretty nice weather, isn't it? I had my, I had a uh, cardiologist appointment this, this week and I have to have a pacemaker. Well, that's oh, all right. well, that'll just add to you, Steve. That's right. That'll, that'll uh, keep you going. They, they, they say my electrical system around my heart needs a little help. Yeah, so well. But I tell you what, I went out last night just to, to look at the garden, and I just happened to look at my fig tree, and I saw the limbs moving, and there was a squirrel bouncing around in there, and I looked in there, and it was, I had a lot, I had my... My figs ripened while I was a uh, wooden watching, and <laughs> they knew though, didn't they? <laughs> Absolutely, I have been. But just about cleaned it out. Luckily, I've gotten, I got a couple of handfuls of figs out of it, enough for us to enjoy. So we're gonna have some fig, something with figs for supper or for lunch or something. Sounds great. Yeah, maybe yeah, we should I have love, some Brunswick stew. I love with added a little bit of squirrel in there. <laughs> There you go. I'm with you. You know, that's that's what you. they say about Bob Melton's down in Rocky well, Mount, that uh, they used to put uh, squirrel in that Brunswick stew. Yeah, but the thing is, you can't fire a weapon inside the stew. Well, that's true. Uh, so the, I, say, I have to... I got a solution for that. Uh, try to catch it with your hands? I don't no, know. Uh, Mark, uh, what, what do you I, what I would you do? I was giving a talk in Tennessee, and we were talking about the, the varmints and, and yeah. the fact that I grew up out in the country where you... Yeah, you could get your squirrels. Right. And I couldn't now because I was in the city limits. I got back to to Raleigh, and a few days later, I got this big box, this long, skinny box. And inside it was a blowgun. Oh, no. I kid you not. And it had these bamboo skewer uh, darts, a little plastic end on there. And my, my son and I got to playing around with it. We were outside, and I blew that thing. And it stuck into a wooden Adirondack chair so deep that we could barely get it out. Uh-huh. Now I'm at my windows all the time looking out, looking for some squirrels. And, uh, that oh. is that is not something we are endorsing. That is the opinion only of the uh, director of the Arboretum. But I sure do love the sound of it. Boy, I'll tell you, as long as you don't inhale too hard. Uh, well, my wife said, my wife said it's okay. As long as I skin and eat anything, I <laughs> the odds of me hitting something are pretty slim. I'll tell you, boy. Well, Steve, there you go. Well, did they include a frog with it? <laughs> well, now frog gigging is mighty fine. Yeah, frog gigging. Well, you used to go frog gigging when I was a boy up in the mountains, and you had to. I was the guy that was called the gunny sack. 
You had the guy that went ahead with the gig. I had one with flashlight, and then you had the gigger. Yeah, you'd gig him behind the right behind the head on the bank. Then you hand the gig back to the gunny sack. Take a knife, cut the cut the uh, legs off, put them in a sack, throw the rest out in the river, and watch the other varmints go get it. But frog legs were good. Now, did you have to wear steel-toed shoes for no, that? No, you, uh, you just got in there. Hey, that gigging, I mean, you get mighty close. You just go right through your foot. You were gigging. You better gig toward the bank. <laughs> And we had these uh, terrible things called water dogs. You see a water dog occasionally, and that was that was bad luck to see a water dog. What is a water dog? Oh, just a great big old thing that, that had a lot of a lot of water in it, and it'd be sometimes a couple of feet wide and a couple of feet long. Was it a, a animal? A or? real, yeah, a real kind of fishy animal. Water dog. Oh, Steve, you ever heard of a water dog? I haven't either. Oh, well. Must be a mountain. <laughs> I think it's mis- right. mystical. I think that's Indiana or Georgia or Mississippi. That's kind of like Sasquatch, isn't it, Rufus? Yeah. <laughs> the North Carolina mountains, a water dog. Oh. Now somebody's <laughs> going. Somebody's going to verify this before this show's over today about a water dog. All right. Well, I want a complete description and I want photos. But Steve, you don't have anybody in this room except the lady that helped me write my book, Nancy Carter Moore. She has two pet squirrels. I, yeah. I I I love Nancy to death, but those she sounds like a really, a really nice person. Oh my! My favorite thing to see is a flattened squirrel on the road. <laughs> hey, come on now, we don't need we don't need to get that. Oh Lord, I hope you didn't hear that. A water dog on you, Steve. I, I just don't grow any. I don't grow tomatoes. I don't grow figs. I don't grow anything I can eat in my garden. I go to the the, the farmer's market and get it, and, That's right. and uh, then I don't have to worry so much about yeah, the squirrels. There you go. Well, I mean, I, it, 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 the fig tree, when I first put it in, I used to get bowls full out of it, but then the squirrels found it, and that's been the end of that. But then the crows also, I have crows, I have uh, uh, bluebirds, and I have squirrels. And then the wasp, um, the wasp will love it too. Well, I've never seen a possum I've caught a couple, but I've never seen them in in my uh, fig tree. So, anyway, you guys have a good day. We'll be listening to you. We we'll see you, Steve. I love you guys. <clears throat> All right, I, I just walked around the table to show Rufus. Uh, Jason sent me this photo. He obviously looked it up. Unless you had this on file, but <laughs> uh, you've been out frog gigging. It looks like a salamander. It, it is a kind, but oh, okay. it, it's a, that's a water dog. That's what they look like. It's a water dog, Gerald. That was like a salamander to me. Yeah. Yep. I've well, done some frog gigging, but I don't recall ever running across water dogs. Well, I didn't I didn't mess you up by showing you that photo, did I? No, no. Okay, yeah. I didn't want to that's, put a hex on you. That's not bad luck here. No, you didn't, you didn't ask me at all. <laughs> but uh, you'd be cooking those frog legs, and they'd start jumping. Uh, Do you usually batter? Do you usually batter? Well, uh, you get that frying pan going, and I don't know what it is about those frog legs. They would start jumping. How about that? Well, uh, do you use any uh, Wilbur's barbecue sauce for those? <laughs> no. Uh-huh. I didn't even know about Wilbur then. Okay. Uh, Grace is in Raleigh. Grace, I'm uh, glad you're still with us. <laughs> Good morning. How is everybody? Well, I, I think we're okay, despite all that's happened before. <laughs> well, I wanted to return to your tree conversation, the red buds in particular. Yeah. I was at one of your sponsors, Campbell Road, this week, and they had some lovely red buds. 
And I had in mind that I wanted to buy a flamethrower, but they also had the Garden Gems Amethyst and the Hearts of Fire. Ooh, yeah. wow. Okay. Well, I know Dr. Warner doesn't live too far from Phil. They're very good friends. They are very good friends. So, uh, yeah. Wow, that is, I don't know, what would you tell her, Mark? <laughs> well, uh, you know, you can't go wrong with either of them. The, that the, that Garden Gems is, is a lot smaller, yeah. um, which I like because I plant too many plants anyway in my home <laughs> garden. So uh, it, it's a little bit easier to get in there. And it holds that purple better than any of the other ones because that leaf is so small. Um, uh, so, so yeah, I, I'm I'm loving to hear that that's around. I hadn't hadn't realized uh, that it had gotten around that's already. Great. But you're absolutely right that, that Denny lives real close to... to um phil and they're good friends and, yeah. and uh so he made sure <laughs> they had a that? good selection and and now i'm debating between the three and and trying to figure out if i've got room for maybe two at least and now you're thinking that yeah right. so I, you know if you needed two maybe the two small ones yeah well you you'd you be like me I, I don't let professional gardeners on my place because i plant big plants in front of little ones <laughs> And I plant if there's if there's a square foot left anywhere, I'm gonna put something in it. Only one thing, and just I yeah. think it looks pretty and, good. And over so there, if you're Rufus. gonna plant two, go ahead and get all three of them. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> well, you know what? Uh, I've quoted you many times, Mark. You you say if if you need some new plants, you don't have room for them, get rid of something. That's right. That's right. There are a lot of plants that, that don't care about don't yeah. pay attention to i love ripping they just out kind of blah get something that has some pizzazz that's that's right um and the other thing those especially those uh those small uh smaller red buds they are great in containers they really are they they do very yeah. well in containers uh, hmm. uh and my understanding is they should all be in as much sun as possible to keep the color the color is best in in uh more sun uh, you know, naturally they're understory trees, but but you, they do get the best color. But that that Garden Gems Emerald, that's a green leaf variety. So uh, that's you know that's one I would tend to put it in the shade if you had some shade, uh, and it, it'll do great there. Okay. Okay. Hmm. Y'all really haven't helped me make a decision. Uh, we, <laughs> well, well, we, I, I will tell you this. We've the, gone from one to two to three. Well, we'll go with you to the nursery and hold your hand, Grace. And <laughs> my, I, I said it earlier. Well, my wife, the only well. the only one she's ever asked for by name is that flamethrower. So uh, you know, if you gotta go with one, that may be. Yeah. And you got the space. That may be uh, uh, the showiest of of the three. Do you have one at the arboretum? Oh, oh, certainly. Certainly. Is it? Is it uh, pretty big now or it's getting there yeah. it's getting there um we uh we try and get all the material out to all the nurseries early and sometimes you know it's it's I, my my father was a doctor it's so like uh you know we never went to see the doctor because yeah. uh, you know he, he'd say ah oh, you're not sick you're fine that's not a sprained <laughs> ankle Tape <laughs> up that finger if you think it's broken you know it's, it's kind of the same thing so. like a lawyer no will yeah. exactly exactly <laughs> well grace uh good luck to you Yes, I think I'd better run over there and, and get one or all before. Well, you know, Mark did mention Grace the, in the pot. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. that, that's a great idea. Okay. Yeah. And you, you can certainly handle all three of them that way. That's right. There you go. Now I just got to get over there and get them loaded. It's a good day for planting. <laughs> yeah, it absolutely is. It's uh, nice, cool, and, and uh, water deeply. Water mm -hmm. deeply. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Not often, no but food. deeply. All right. Grace, thank you so much. Thank you. Y'all have a great day.
Bye-bye. Anne uh, is in Raleigh. Uh, Anne, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you for taking my call. Um, I, I think that you may spank my hand for wanting to do this, but I have irises now that are just, you know, the foliage is ugly. Can I cut them back now, or do I have to wait until October? Uh, best time in the world is about an iris. Yeah, I I cut them back. I cut back the folds of my my perennials as soon as they start looking looking ugly. Um, yeah, I, I I've got no problem with that. Uh, a lot of times people want to make gardening difficult, and they say, "Oh, you can't do this till then. You can't do that till whenever." You know, plants plants want to grow. Yeah. yeah. And with bulbs like that, uh, the foliage, you want, want to let it soak up some sun and, yeah. and make some food. And and then, you know, after a while, if it starts looking yeah, ugly, get rid really of it. Starts, starts yeah. And if you do want to divide, then this this is a good time to start dividing irises. I agree. Oh. I agree. Uh-huh. So I can cut those things back and they won't be so ugly. Oh, absolutely. Oh, right, yeah. that, you could be my new best friend. That's what I wanted to hear. <laughs> Wonderful. Well, good luck with that. A lot of people, Mark, say don't dare touch anything. Leave everything up through the winter so the birds can get it and this and that. If something is ugly, I'll find another way to feed the birds. (laughs) I I want that ugly stalk out of there. I agree. I agree completely. Um, And, and, you know, we've got callers who feel guilty or or feel like they shouldn't do something. It's your garden. Don't. Yeah. (laughs) You know, make, get it well, looking good how you want. If I, you I, want to take a blowgun to that squirrel, go through it. I, I still am not endorsing that because of uh, you, you've got to inhale too. We're, we're going to have people boycotting in front of the. That's how I just now. I don't want Big Daddy to get a get a, a letter. Well, so, so much of gardening is experimenting, and you don't know till you try. And it, you well, we put out, we put out I must garden for the squirrels, and we feed the birds. So I guess I can cut back my irises, right? Oh, yes, absolutely. you have permission. Yes. <laughs> okay, and that won't hurt the uh, blooms for next spring. No, no, no. If it's dying back, it's already done all its photosynthesizing for the year. Once they get about a, a third, any year foliage on your perennials, about a third dying back, whether it's daffodils or um, your your iris, they can be cut back and and they they're set. I'm not sure this is a third. There's well, if they start looking ragged a little bit and brown. I've I've cut back, uh, I've cut back some of my iris. Some of them still look great. Uh, some of them I cut back a month ago. Yeah, uh, it, well, cut them back down. Cut them right just below the the brown spot if that bothers you. Okay. All right. Well, you've been very helpful, and I thank you very much. Have well, thank God we've been been helpful for one once. We we aren't often, but going from blowguns to. Frog gig. I don't know. We, it's a it's a potpourri this morning. I do want to clarify. I have only shot that blowgun at one at one squirrel. Okay, and I did miss. Well, we we have we have a disclaimer. Well, maybe I can use the blowgun to cut the iris back. It depends on how good a shot. Is. Yeah, Boy, get out there and practice, Anne, before you start that. Might lose a foot oh, or a neighbor. <laughs> yeah, that's more like it. <laughs> thank you, Ann. Okay, well, thank you so much. Bye bye. Great day. You bye. too. Bye. We have less than two minutes for Billy. Billy and Apex. Hey, Billy. Good morning. Enjoy your program. Appreciate it. How can we help you? I uh, like to grow my own cucumbers and make schoolgirl pickles. 
for the past two years, though, I've had crop failure, and it seems due to, <clears throat> I get at best, about 5% female blossoms. What can you suggest? Gerald, we got about a uh, minute. Well, okay, uh, the variety <clears throat> I like to grow is straight eight, and I harvest them okay. about three to five inches long. All right, Gerald? You, you may have to change to a new variety. That's becoming a, an increasing problem, that and also with squash and zucchini. Uh, and there just seems to be some varieties where that's less of an issue at. You know, straight eight has been around for most of my lifetime, I think. Uh, and I, uh, what is it you like best about the straight eight? I'm trying to think of one that's close to that that would be worth trying, and sometimes planting multiple varieties, you can increase your odds. Yeah, I tell you what, Billy, hold that thought, and we'll we'll be back right after the news, and we'll uh, continue with your perplexing Very problem good. with uh, cucumbers uh, here on the Weekend Gardener, 919-860-9783.